Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. Now there's an emphasis today. I like it when it's clear. There's a very clear emphasis today that um, his desire that he is making known is, will you follow? Will you follow me? And think about that, the invitation to follow him. Where would that lead? Following him would lead to where? Where was? Where would he take you? What would he show you? That makes me excited. I want to follow. But you know, there is tension in following because we have such a big way. A little thing we call the right way, which is my way, which is not the way. That made sense to me. Did it make sense to you? Okay, good, good. I don't know if it was just me. And so, you know, it, it is it is a big it is a big process to um, come to that place where you say, "I'd rather follow you." I would rather follow you. I would rather follow you. Where is he taking you? Where are you going? What are you being invited into? Do you feel it? Will you follow me? Will you follow me? I enjoy the follow. That's where his faces and encounters. We just do a lot of little simple things around here, which are, um, it's just the way to live. It's just a way of life. You know, just like, I think it was last Saturday, not yesterday, but a week ago, because I was at the ball game, remember, so yesterday. A week ago, Saturday, we were just simply asking him, you know, you made the way open for heaven for us to encounter you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit intimately, and you also gave us access to the kingdom of heaven. So sh- show us around. So we just prayed that. And what was so cute to me and just just touched my heart so much, just for me personally, when I said, you know, show me heaven, show me around, what do you want me to see? Because I want to see what you, you know, I want to see what you see. All I could see is his face. And that was so precious to me. It's kind of like we were just, here he was in all of his beauty. And we were just standing just face to face. And I could tell that I was intent on him. But I knew that there were other things all around, beautiful things, spectacular things. Man, like, wow, you don't, you don't get to see that unless you have access, you know, through a relationship with Jesus and so but but I was just focused on Jesus and so that just really blessed me that it's that thing that we're saying today about communion you know may we never take our eyes off of the beauty of who he is and what he's done and how he loves and there's so much to see and experience. And so he's so precious and he's so loving and he's so sweet and amazing how he can be so much. I mean, he can be so, you know, majestic and the king of all the earth with all authority and all power, but he possesses this low tenderness, you know, and sweetness, you know to come and to engage and interact with you and to care about you and nurture you and encourage you. And so, you know, I hope that you find on your journey, I hope that you find that place of sweetly broken, 
where you just get down low and just just fall on him that you're so that's that's the only thing that you care to see I mean you will see more because how can you not but still it's a really sweet place so today you know if you can hear I like the emphasis if he's saying can you follow think about that if we dissect that or we break it down can we follow can mean several things it can mean um, maybe up to this point we're doing our own way. It could, and he said, "Hey, you know, can you follow me?" He he could be saying that, or he could even playfully be saying, "You know, hey, come over here. You know, can you follow?" There, there's really a lot to that, and I would say all of us, um, all of us could come to um, a deeper places of relenting to his lordship where we give way to that and and we really just follow even without understanding or without even having to see we you know to that place can you imagine what that looked like if that was a hundred percent in your life what would you encounter you know I had this fun thing where I guess it was what day did we go shopping Holy Ghost shopping. What day was it? Thursday? Thursday, and so, you know, I'm just so, I just love him so much. I just want to see wherever I go. I just keep saying that. You know, I had these four eye surgeries in 2023, and I know that 2020 is good vision, and I want to see the Trinity perfectly. That's what I'm saying. And so I want to keep intently, just personally, Looking, 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 you know, just looking deeper, listening, um, looking and listening. And I just, that's where my heart is. I want to look, I want to listen, I want to see. And so it was such a fun day for me because, you know, I was just kind of looking around and he'd say, he'd show me this or he'd show me that. And so I would go and I'd talk to one person and, you know, get to share his heart or, you know, I'd walk by another person and he'd, he'd tell me something so I'd get to go back and, and visit with them. And it's that thing I'm saying, there, there is a life in following after his spirit that is so fun. It is so, so fun. You know, I think Teresa sent it on a text that one lady that I walked by was a real tall lady and she was had she was a police officer. And so when I went over to talk to her, I just told her that, you know, when I walked by her, you know, God highlighted that that, you know, she he, he wanted me to talk to her. And so I started talking to her and I asked her what her name was, Deanna. We just bless her today. Just bless that encounter, and I just say, come through that encounter more and more and more. Um, and so I said, well, you know, I said, what's your name, Deanna? And she said, what's your name? I said, Pam. She said, oh, I have a sister named Pamela. I said, well, that's really my name, you know. <laughs> it's, I, you know, and so we started having this thing, you know, about Pamela's, you know. And so she said, well, she died last year, 64 years old. And so I said, well, do you think it's interesting that you lost your sister Pamela and God sent a Pamela to encourage you and strengthen you today. And she said, that's very interesting to me. So, I, you know, I mean, here we are at the mall at Christmas time, plus a big ball game going on. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people, but he's so good at, here's, here's, here's one right here. And see, that only happens by following and so that's when, you know, when your life really starts to get wrecked, you know, is when you're doing your, doing your life and he's saying, here, here, here. Yeah. And you get to participate with him just to, to show up in somebody's life for him and represent him and love on them. And then it just wrecks you about, gosh, you're just so sweet. You're so intimate. You're so personal. You're, you know, just that word of knowledge that you know, like you want them to know that's important to you. It's so important to him. Those moments, I mean, are important to him. And so, I mean, and then I walk away and I just keep praying into that, you know, for her. And so it's this life 
that we get to live when I, you know, think of, will you follow me? That's what I think of. I think of following him um, with a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to be able to see people. You know, I'll, I'll follow him like as soon as boom, here comes a note, and, you know, and in his presence, it says, Hey, I'm, I'm looking like this. I'm like, Okay, you know, is it, are we dancing or, you know, what's, what's your heart mood today that I want to match in this encounter, this life's encounter with you? And so when I think of following, that's what I think about. I think about that I can lay down my way that I get to uh, be invited to experience things with him. And so I'm like, well, yeah, my way stinks. Yeah, what are you doing? You know, I'm probably just like my way might just be, you know, Cheetos in a movie or something, you know, <laughs> and and your way is like life. Yes. Yes. It's your way, yes. you know. <laughs> and so we're, you know, we're we're just on this invitation. Yes. Well, you follow. You know, wherever we are, you know, where, where will we follow? Will we bump here? Will we change here? Will we move here? You know, and so um, I want to follow. I want to follow. He's a fun one to follow. Sometimes he'll say, do you want to follow? And he'll take you to a quiet place and just have moments of sweet intimacy and presence and nurturing and so it's all kinds of ways, but it leads to such good places. Are y'all serious today? <laughs> well, that looks better. I thought I was going to have to go get a brown paper bag like that one preacher. But he didn't want to see everybody's faces, so he'd put the brown paper bag over his head and preach. But he was a really good preacher, so, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But it's nice, you know, that you have good resting faces. That's nice, too. Just saying. Uh, today we're talking about um, abundance. You know, we're, we've been on the um, series, I guess we're going to call it. The series of all the abundance that we have in Him. And so today um, we're talking about the abundance of you have a destiny to fulfill and you have just things to encounter. I think specifically, let me get it. That's my version. A planned destiny to fulfill and a predestined good works to do. That's the abundance. A planned, say it with me, a planned destiny to fulfill, predestined good works to do. Yeah. So, you know, we have to always yield. I mean, gosh. That's just such a great word, isn't it? We, we have to yield if we're going to find those predestined things. Like, I would have never on my own. Could I found that police officer in the mall by myself? <laughs> you know, it just doesn't happen that way. It does not happen that way. You know, and so he's try, he has a plan that he has determined for you and he wants you to discover it. And so, see if you if you're distorted in uh, a spirit of religion or just oddness, <laughs> if you're distorted, you're going to you're going to interpret that as that's a bad thing. That I decide and I make decisions and I know what's good for me and I know you know if you're not yielding all of those with the intent that you could tell me no on this thing that I'm thinking as I'm asking, it, then you're not yielding. And so, you know, if we want to find um, those predetermined good works like I'm talking about, there, can you see how much that brings into your existence? I mean, you know, that's, that's a lot of fun. I mean, when you walk away, because those things, I I know, I have a really good grid for that those things I know are eternal. 
It's not just a fly by, yo, like your shoes. You know what I mean? That's not eternal, right? Even though, look at my shoes. These are some of my favorite shoes I'm wearing today. So I thought that came to my mind when I said, yo, because shoes. But, you know, that's not eternal. To get to partner with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to do things that are eternal is just, I mean, it wouldn't change it for anything. And so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that you're understanding that his plan's good. I think they said it, John 14 it is, um, I am the way. You're not the way. You have a way. And you might follow your way, but it's not the way. So if we're not surrendering all of these decisions, we act like it's flippant and it's insequential, but it's robbing of a moment you could have had if you went the right direction. Right? So it's not insequential. I mean, you're choosing one or the other. And so if his way, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, that you have access to that. You can choose that. I mean, gosh, I think Kristen told me about a picture she saw yesterday in prayer that the access is open and he's highlighting it. Yes. You already have it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's already, you already have access. I mean, that's what Jesus did, right? Yeah. And so you have, you can experience that. You can know him. You can know a direction. You can hear a word of knowledge. I mean, I asked him today, hey, I want, you know, tell me a word of knowledge of what's going on of where you are. And so I don't come up here and just make something up. Oh, let's see. Someone's got too much mucus today. <laughs> I mean, that probably could apply. You know, that thing's been going around, right? I'm not just making something up. I'm following. I'm asking. I'm inquiring. I'm, it's that thing. I'm, what, what was it here? Um, I'm finding those good works. Yes. Not dead works which is something we make up and we say it's going to be a reward because we know when we get to heaven, the mound of our life is going to be made up of hay, stubble, wood, stone, and precious metals. And so the things that we're doing and we're calling his way that aren't his way because we didn't ask or didn't yield, then he'll light the match and everything else gets burned away. And, and I don't know what your pile is going to look like. But it just depends on, do you inquire, do you ask, do you yield, are you moved by him? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you can do all those things and it'll, it'll just waste your life, you know, and you're like, oh, dang. I, had, I went in there thinking, I got a big old pile. Look at my pile, Jesus. And he's like, yeah, let's see it. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's your pile. Anyway, it's a little funny, but it's true. I mean, it's in the word, right? It's in the word. You know, on this, a planned destiny to fulfill. Think, think about that today. Are you just living your life, your way, making up what you think is good? Because if we are, we're probably going to want to exchange that for what is true. So, you know, it's this funny thing when we don't know God. I know, just, just some funny stuff for me. You know, we have this thing where we, we without the plan, 
you just automatically stick a plan in there. It's not going to be like there's a void. You're just, you know, void. You're going to stick a plan in there. And so, you know, I always thought it was going to be, you know, like a <laughs> college basketball coach or something, you know, because I played college ball. So, you know, that'd be a natural thing I'd want to do. Um, and then I used to think that, yeah, I'm going to be the next Joyce Meyer because I have a teaching gift. You know what I mean? She's older than me. And so I'm probably just going to, you know, just have that platform and, and that sort of thing. And then he's like, no, you're going to do one life. And I'm like, yes. You know, I'm doing the life that he planned. I'm doing the life that he planned, and I'm loving doing my life. I love interacting and being relational with all of you all and the privilege of getting to sit with you and talk with you and speak with you and socials with you and worship with you. And I love that life. Now I look back, I'm like, Joyce Myers, you're going to have to take it because, you know, you got that? I got this. I love this. I love, I really enjoy, I am where that's, I'm doing this plan. And so just think about that, you know, what, what plan are you doing right now? Are you doing your plan or God's plan? So you, if you don't know, just say, Holy Spirit, am I doing my plan or your plan? And if you hear your plan, then that's just a really good place. It's real simple. Well, I just surrender that, and I invite you to lead me with your plan. I want to read, you know, I heard, uh, I didn't, I'd read um, just a quick little caption. Uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, where Benny Hinn made a statement um, about... An encounter most people are missing is an encounter with the Word of God. And I thought, yeah. You know that, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I get that because, you know, I, I love, love, I love the Word. And so, I mean, I was like, gave Benny a big old pat on the back, you know, that Benny, Benny. Because I know this, I know that um, his way is so different than mine, but he will teach me his ways. And I know so much of our decision-making can be driven by our mood or our emotion or our uh, mindset or our oh, old experiences where we have fear. And so I personally uh, love the encounter of the Word as part of the plan that leads me is because it's my confidence. I think it gives me uh, a lot of stability that I don't live by what I'm experiencing. I live by what he says. And so, you know, we have ebbs and flows, ups and downs all around, you know, even in our business, and I'm in charge of that, you know. And so um, we had a big one, you know, with that one company that decided that they were going to go out of business. Of course, we talked about that. And then we got so busy, then I was mad, like, how am I going to do all these estimates? And so, you know, and so then, you know, we had another little ebb the other day, and I was, I was, just, I was just really good. I was like, I really trust you that you're going to bring what you're going to bring. And, of course, here comes, right after that, experience was about, oh, gosh, I don't know, four or five more big jobs. I'm like, okay, here goes estimates again. But, you know, that's that's good, isn't it? So I'm saying you, you will not know the plan or follow it if you are not grounded in what he says. And then that is your baseline at which you make decisions and you operate from. It's a really big part of um, just your confidence in order to stand in something 
and do his way. So we just want to say it again. Just say, I love the word. I love it. It is my security, my safety, my understanding. It brings life. All right. Love it. Um, on the plan, the abundance, there's, do you get that? We're tying up his abundance to his plan. Are y'all doing that? Are you tying his abundance with his plan? Right? When we get into fear, then we do our plan because we're trying to get abundance. But abundance with him, it just comes a different way. It comes in trust. It comes relationally. It comes because he's good. You know, it doesn't have all the things to do with the, your striving. So we want to know his plan. Can you, uh, Let's start on, uh, I want to do Ephesians 1. Better watch my time here. Ephesians 1, I might have to be a fast reader, but let's, if you have a, um, if you have a, Bible app or something that you're looking at. Let's look at Ephesians 1 in the Amplified, please. His abundance for you is tied to his plan. And you're secured in that plan because he sent Jesus to secure it for you. So that's your first starting place is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Without it, you don't have access to the Father. You, you don't have that rightness where he brings forgiveness and cleansing and washing and healing. And then you have that rightness that you step into a place of interacting with the Godhead and from there living out the plan. So that's the first starting place. But um, as I'm reading this, a couple of things I want you to pay attention to, Okay. I want you to pay attention to every time it says um, destiny, purpose, plan. Okay? All right, let's start on number three in the Amplified. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. See, that's what I'm saying. Abundance is tied to you accepting what Jesus wants to do for you, to you, with you, through you. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Christ gives me permission to be there. Just like heaven the other day. I want to see heaven. Show me around. What did I see? Jesus. He gave me permission to be there. Just as in his love he chose us in Christ, he actually selected us for himself as his own. That sounds like, this is like a plan. He had a plan. No matter what, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, Lou, whatever you want to call him, has for your life as an enemy of God, he's saying, I have a plan. And it will trump the enemy's plan. I selected you for myself before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven. Purpose-driven. You are aimlessly meandering around out there if you do not understand that you are tied to Jesus relationally and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and that he has a plan for your life. And he's leading you and guiding you in the best of ways. That's when you have purpose. You get that, right? Like when I went to the mall, if I was purposeless, and I just wanted an Annie Ann's pretzel with cheese. You know what I mean? Then that was, that was not very purposeful. But he's saying my plan is purpose-driven for you. It's that I elevate you into a place of dignity and honor and relationship where you get to wear me and experience me and display me. So you have a purpose-filled life. And I'm also blameless in his sight. That's what Jesus does. In love, he predestined and lovingly planned. He's a planner. 
That's why we experience so many good things, because he planned in advance. He lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with his kind intention and his good pleasure of his will. So see, that's important. You are not going to know the creator's plan for your life if you do not come through the doorway of a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're doing your own plan. You can say, I can get there here, or I can get there there, or I can be good enough, and I can do... You're doing your plan. You have to come through the doorway of Jesus Christ to experience the plan. To the praise and of His glorious grace and favor, which He freely, freely bestowed on us in the Beloved, through His Son, Jesus Christ. In him we have redemption, that is our deliverance and our salvation. Did you even know you needed that? I remember my first 30 were rough. You know, I was really hurt and broken and, you know, you know my story. And so I needed, I I had a lot of pain. I had a lot of brokenness. I had a lot of uh, unhealed places. I had a lot of open doors. Um, and so I really needed salvation and deliverance and I got it and it's more, it's more, more fun on this side, <laughs> way more fun on this side. You get this through his blood, which paid the penalty for your sins and resulted in the forgiveness and your pardon in accordance with his grace which he lavished on us. He's so generous. And you read those words, you know, they're big words. I mean, they're not stingy. Like, oh, you're bugging me. I'll throw a little something at you. No, he's like, I'm lavishing everything that I have on you. You know, I give you that my abundance. And so it's so good. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I've lavished on you all wisdom and understanding with practical insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. With regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is the end of history, the climax of the ages. He will bring all things together in Jesus Christ, both things in the heavens and in the earth. He's got his plan is long range. Before it said before he even uh, he predestined you before he formed the earth, and now he's talking about what he's going to do in eternity. So his plan covers pre you, and when you'll never reach the end. I mean that's that's good planning right there. There's a lot he wants us to experience in the plan, and him also we have also. All of that plus some more. Forgiveness, healing, salvation, deliverance, cleansing, relationship, covenant. Now here comes some more. In him, we also have received an inheritance, a destiny. Say, I have a destiny. I have a plan. I have a destination of what my life is to look like. We have a destiny where we're claimed by God as his own. So think about that. If you're trying to do your destiny by yourself, (laughs) I mean, think on that. You know, think on that. It's a lot of hard work, isn't it? And there's honestly, there's a lot of pain in it. There's a lot of striving in it. And so... You've received an inheritance. It said in one version, it says an estate. Mm. So I like that. And so I'm thinking about my relationship. When I came into relationship with Jesus, he said, let me shine on you who you are. Let me open up the doors to heaven and show you what you have access to and while you're living out who you are. And so that destiny is um, an estate of what I've been given. So it's kind of like, I see it sort of like he's given me the Holy Spirit, 
which I love. You know, he's given me intimacy. He's given me peace. He's given me gifts of the Holy Spirit. Just like when I pray with people or when I, you know, my, the way I pray, just the way I interact in my life. That is, the, that's heaven's estate. So I'm walking around at the mall. Like, oh. You know, you're carrying heaven's estate with you. And it gets fun when you get your mind off yourself enough that you want to start distributing it. Because you got it. I mean, how weird does that look? You're carrying the kingdom of heaven's estate, which, you know, a lot of that is even my relationship with him that I ask because he has everything. Hey, Dad, would you come here? Hey, would you do this here? I mean, that's even part of my estate, which is limitless, right? And so the destiny to me is that you're carrying the kingdom estate, which is the same thing. It's um, any operation of the Holy Spirit functioning in you. To know him, to have an impression of him, to see a picture, to prophetically give a word to somebody, to have a word of knowledge, to, you know, gosh, it's, it's unlimited. And so can you hear and feel what I'm saying today? That you right now are currently, if you have um, accepted Jesus and I want to follow you, you are carrying a kingdom estate right now. You're not lacking something. You might lack how to function with it or how to bless others with it. And he don't even have a problem with that. I'm like, you might not be good at it, but he don't have a problem with that. You know, when I'm trying to step out with an estate and do something new that I'm not very good at, um, if I'm not very good at it and I think, oh, that didn't go very well, like the other day, I told you I was, I'm really kind of just reaching out for different people groups, you know, and I passed one of those persons going into Poblano's the other day. Remember, I told you about that. And I, so I tried to break in there and reach out there and say something to her and all that kind of stuff. And then she made that comment about, hey, yeah, margarita pictures of margaritas are on sale. And so I was like, mm, miss. And it's like, I missed because that took me back just a little bit because in my heart, I was trying to do a different thing. And that was, you know, where she was at. And I missed it right there. Because I, good grief. That's a perfect opportunity when you came out of healing and deliverance from alcoholism and pain to being connected to the Father and being restored. Is that an open door or what? And so, you know, our destiny, and he's not mad about this. Like, okay, I learned something. Okay, get ready, because it might look like this. So remember this. Okay, how can you push? You go a little further, you know, and maybe have an experience with somebody. And so just saying all that to say, um, wherever you are, you want to step out and follow the best that you can. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be polished, but it does have to be obedient. You know, I heard Bill Johnson say last week that um, the lordship of Jesus in your life is proven by your obedience. You say, I love you, Lord, but you don't do a stinking thing, he says. Well, you might have to challenge that belief that he's Lord. I like to challenge it even in my thinking, not just my external experiences. Like maybe I'm not feeling very good or something, and I like to challenge it, and here comes a thought, and I'll, you know, I'll have to have a different thought. I'll have to deny that one. No, thank you, because you're blank, 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 you know, for me. You're the higher one, the greater one, you know. And so that's obedient because he said, cast down every thought that exalts itself against his truth. So that's obedience, right? So then he gets to be Lord right there. That was a side note, but just saying. 
We've received a destiny and a state. I love this. We were claimed by God as his very own. Let me think about that. I was thinking, um, I was asking him some questions the other day, and he was showing me that in the Old Testament, when his holy name was Yahweh, but they wouldn't say his name because he was so holy to them that they dared not say his name, a human should not say his name on their lips about a holy God. And then the next thing he showed me was... Um, when Jesus said, how do, you, how do you pray? You say, our Father. And I was like, man, I, mean, I was just like, mm, that's so good because it's that healthy concept where you are holy God of all the earth and you're my Father. You're both. I mean, isn't that sweet? I mean, aren't we glad we're there? That that's my dad. That's my point I'm trying to make. That's my dad. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's my dad. He's a holy God. And Jesus, because of Jesus is the one saying, because of me and my relationship and what I've done through your life, now you can call him dad. Not only call him that, but interact with him as that. So, and that's what really means a lot to me. We were claimed by God as his very own. That brings me a lot of security. You got me. Having been predestined, chosen, appointed, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with his counsel and his design of his will. I think we're going to really bend a lot there, aren't we? You, 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 you. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ would put our confidence in him as our Savior, and we would exist to the praise of his glory. When you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and believed in him, here we go. Here comes some more abundance in the plan. So whenever you accept Jesus to wash like he was washing your feet, wash your sins, wash your failures, wash your disappointments, exchange that with him. Then he cleanses you off and you are compatible, perfectly compatible relationally with him. And so then from that place, then he says, you are able to carry the Holy Spirit. I mean, that is no small thing. I love that, don't you? I love that what Jesus did for me qualifies me to carry this estate and carry the relationship of the Holy Spirit. I love that. I mean, think what the Holy Spirit can do. He's wild. He's so wild, isn't he? I mean, man, he'll get up there in your negative little thoughts and he'll bring a sweet truth. You know? You know, you're all pouty and moody and something, something, and he'll cut off a little something. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. He'll help you kind of get to walking, you know, straighter. You know, he'll tell you his heart. Like I said, he'll show you things. Man, there's no, there's no life like it. You just see, you begin to, it's like you can see for the first time. You know, kind of stuck in here like a pinball machine, bouncing around. You know, until he redeems you and forgives you and washes over you and brings him into relationship with him. And then you kind of start to look up and look around and you start to see. Um, as a result of this salvation, we're, I'm on number 13, we're stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. This spirit guarantees our inheritance until the complete redemption of God. Praise and glory be to him. That is good, isn't it? Oh, so good. Mm -mm -mm. Well, there's a whole lot more there, but I'm going to skip over to number two. 
chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2. Go on down to, I think it's 10. Do, 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 do. Well, let's go back up to um, 8. Say 8, Lenny, Lenny. Say 8. It's a different 8. For it is by grace God's compassion. What you experience through him is because he has compassion. And favor, drawing you to Jesus, that you have been saved, you have been actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourself. Thank you that I didn't have to figure that out and work it out. But you just made it simple. Here's Jesus. Do you accept him? Yes. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort. It is undeserved, gracious gift of God. Man, you love me so much. You chase me down. You surround me with goodness. Mm. Wow, that's so good. So that no one will boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. You know, it's really important, too, I think. I was thinking about that the other day, um, about paying somebody you know, like their check or their wage. And I was like, wow, God, would he did so good not letting us do that with him because we would say, you owed me, or we, there would be pride involved there. But because it all comes, just because it's his gracious gift, because he loves us, we will always have to have a posture of humility toward the gift of him. And I love that he did that way. I wouldn't want it any other way. Here we go. This is where I'm headed. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art. Created in Jesus, born from above, spiritually transformed, made new, and ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand taking paths which he set. Just tell him, I want to take the paths that you set. So that we will walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Yeah, because he says, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I was thinking about that on that verse 10 at the top where it says, if we will allow through our yielding and our humility to accept and to receive and and to take in all that he is and all that he's doing and all that he's saying, it is shaping and making us into this artwork. And I see the artwork um, becoming like this beautiful, incredible, explosive something which is the Holy Spirit's activity in us. To me, it's two things. It's our, re- our sweet relationship with Him, and it's the powerful embodiment and working of the Holy Spirit makes us incredible artwork. I mean, that, that's what makes us art. That's what makes you art. You get it? That's what makes you art. And so you're art. You are submitting, you're allowing, you're giving him room to shape you, your your thinking, your attitude, your lifestyle, your decisions. I mean, all of that. You're letting him shape you. And that's artwork. And then the way that you yield to the way the Holy Spirit interacts and engages with you and displays God to the world, that's where art puts, uh, gets put on display. Your art, isn't that fun? Yeah. He's a good artist. Yes. Yeah. So, we'll wrap it. Wrap it. Do you feel loved? Yes. Do you feel known? Yes. Do you feel weighty, like you're carrying an estate? Do you feel privileged? Like you chose me. 
you wanted me. You encountered me. You're loving on me. You want to shine through me. And so as we're saying today that um, an aspect of his abundance is that there is a plan he wants to fulfill, which is your destiny. And on that road of that destiny, then there's all kinds of beautiful works that you'll run into that allow you to experience his glory, to wear his beauty, to experience his power, and, and just to have that humility that Christ in me is the hope of displaying glory. And that's the best life to me. So read over that this week. Maybe even read chap Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, um, especially that Ephesians 2, 10. And think about that. Think about what you have given me privilege to experience with you, to, to see with you, to wear with you. Really be thinking about that, okay? So put your hand on your heart. Oh, Papa, I love you so much. You're so amazing. Thank you, Daddy, that you said that you would send your son to bring us back to you. So it's good to be back. Just say it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be loved. It's good to experience the fullness of all you have for me and through me and to me. So I bless your people today. I thank you for the way that you're I'm shaping them, encouraging them. And I pray today that our hearts really would say you're the higher one. You're the greater one. I just pray that there would be a coming down of high places in us that were developed by fear um, or disheartenment. I speak a coming down off of those places today that keep us out of experiencing your abundance um, in your plan to follow uh, into the good works of our destiny. And so I just pray that those would um, be broken today and that we would choose uh, surrender, we would choose humility, we would choose gratitude, we would choose faithfulness, we would choose courage to follow you. And so I just release that, and I bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com. Okay